This is the Father Matters Show with your host, Vance Sims. Father Matters is committed to building stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. And now, your host, Vance Sims. Welcome to the Father Matters Show. I'm your host, Vance Sims. Thank you for joining us on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Mark your calendar for April 1st. For the Father Matters Job and Training Institute, visit fathermatters.org for more information. Today, I have a special guest because while we are talking about the Job and Training Institute, we have Mr. Keith Root here, who is a facilitator for the Job and Training Institute. And we're going to share a little bit about that for some of us out there who are looking for jobs, who want to update their resumes and change jobs. Keith Root, welcome to the Father Matters Show, my man. Thank you, Vance. I appreciate it. Keith, what's been happening with the Father Matters Job and Training Institute? Well, we've been having classes every one day a week, every month, on the first Wednesdays of the month. And what we've did is adapt it to what our clients are being needing and the fathers need. Uh, a lot of it has been dealing with people who have barriers or have not been working for a while. And we try to help them overcome it. Now we're focusing more on the getting the interview, getting a resume done so that they can hit the road running. What kind of people are coming to the Job and Training Institute? A lot of them are referred through uh, probation, parole, as well as people that just have barriers that need to come in, the people with the felonies, but everybody's involved, and it's just focused that way for right now, but we can do to whatever they need. You know, you can turn the news on any, any day at any time, and you can see people of all levels, all backgrounds, Keith, are, are losing jobs, trying to change jobs, uh, what are we saying to people when they come? What are some of the guys saying? What are some of the ladies coming? Because the Job and Training Institute is open to women and men. Yeah, so a lot of them are saying that they feel that they don't have a shot at getting a job, but a lot of it's based on the fact that they don't know where to look. There's tens of thousands of jobs in the Phoenix area. However, you got to find the one that's right for you, and that is knowing how to look for it, how to be prepared. And what we found is through ours is to making sure that we get the resume done, but also focus on the interview because your resume can be as great as it wants. But if you don't know how to interview, then you're not going to be able to get anywhere. So learning and getting that confidence to go in there and make something of yourself. And that is a big difference because you got people that can sit down and, and write a custom resume, but it's just getting thrown in the garbage. What are some of the tips that you're giving them to tell them how to interview? Because once the resume gets you into the interview, you can lose the job during the interview. Oh, yes, you can. It's very easy to do it. However, if you come in there and you focus on what the employer needs, and that's what we try to tell them. You know, if the employer is looking for somebody, it's your responsibility to know that. The employer needs to get a return on their investment. And in order to do that, you got to show them why they should take a chance on hiring you. Why you're the best. And what are you saying? Why should they take that chance? What? I, I tell them that they need to know what the job is. They need to know what their skills are. Um, not to rely on what their friends or someone told me. It's about you should know what you're going to be able to do and what you have to offer that employer in particular. If you don't know what the employer needs, they give it to you in a job description. So you should be able to look into that and get a little bit more information on what they need beyond just the basic skills for the job. Is it a good idea, good idea to, like, maybe uh, look at their website and then customize your resume to their it, needs? 
it's it's always the the best way to go in is to give the employer what they say they need. So reading the job description, going on their website, and putting in the information that they're asking for. They're telling you what they want. It's up to you to give them that information that you can do the job and that you're the best one for it. I love it because you was working, like you said, you mentioned some uh, work furlough. We Father Matters partner with adult probation. I love it when I was sitting in on one of your sessions and you was telling a guy, because one of the guys, they give too much information about felonies and all that. What What is good to say in that situation? What is not good to say in that situation? Well, I think one of the key questions would be whenever you're going to the employer, every employer is different. Some of them are going to want to know a lot and some are going to want to know, are you able to do the job? So when they ask the question, then you need to answer it honestly and to be able to tell them, this is what I did. This this is how I'm going to improve your company and go from there. But if they need more information, allow them to ask for it. Um, I think as I can say for myself, I tend to like to talk, and sometimes I can talk myself out of being in a positive mood or give more information that I need because you're kind of nervous of what you're going to be saying. So you feel like you need to fill all that time up. But it's okay to have a little bit of quiet time. It's okay for you to think about your answers. What I love is, you know, we our customers we serve are, again, are from work furlough to people making six figures. And I remember listening to one guy when he'd been at the same job for so long when he got laid off, he didn't even know how to fill out an application. And that's one of the key things is, you know, the from what I've understood that the application is a legal document. So that if you're not filling it out right or if you fill it out and you have, you know, cross out marks or anything like that, as an employer, I would throw your application away if you don't have the professionalism to complete the application done right. And if you don't, if you have bad handwriting, there's nothing stopping you from getting the application and having somebody else fill it out for you. It's those little things that people sometimes don't think about because people may be uh, a great employee. However, it's not their job to be an applicant. It's not their job to interview. So taking a little bit of that extra time really helps. I like, you know, some of these, the older generation, you know, they were they are now realizing, hey, I can't just go into a job, ask for the manager, ask for application, fill out the application, and then interview right there on the spot. Today, you was telling them, today they don't even know what you look like. Everything is done online. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, it, it depends on the demographics of who we're working with. You can still go see the employer and ask about the job. However, they're going to say, you need to do your application online. Well, okay, have the application done already so that when you go in there and they say, well, you're going to need to do this, you can say, I've already done my application. I've sent my resume online. I just wanted the opportunity to talk to somebody to see, you know, what next would be the best route to take. What about uh, dressing for interviews? You know, we've seen people, you know, you spend hours upon hours with some of these customers, Keith. You do the job and training institute. You have them come back the next day and uh, about the computer training. But before we get into the computer training, what is going on with some of these guys showing up with interviews with, with T-shirts and tennis shoes? Which, if you don't give the professional image at the job, I'm not saying that you need to wear a tuxedo to a job interview. However, you need to step dress one step above what you'd normally be wearing. If you're going to constructions, there's nothing wrong with, you know, you can wear a shirt and tie, but have your work equipment that you're going to use for the job available to you. Um, a tie is never considered too inappropriate. 
Um, if it is you're dressed up above it, then it's okay to do that, but it's not okay to be dressed below what their expectations are. And it's easy. You go by the job site, you see what they wear. If you have no other questions, you can always call up the company and ask them what the dress code is. But it should be something you already know. You should be a professional in that uh, field so you know what's expected of you. So you're saying even before an interview, even before you apply for a job, put some skin in the game, drive by the place, see what's happening, do an Internet search. I'm saying you do whatever you can to give you the edge. Hmm. Um, If it takes a personalized note, it's talking to your friends. Um, It's you looking for the job. If it's important to you, you're going to have to put some money into it because you're expecting them through the work to pay your bills. And if you don't care enough to invest your time into that job, and that's where I see sometimes people put in a thousand resumes. Well, if you don't take your time to individually tailor it to that employer, then you're maybe eliminating yourself from a thousand jobs instead of taking that little bit of time to make sure it's a personalized resume for that company. You should make sure if you do a cover letter or you do those things that it's going to show them how you're going to increase their company. Why a cover letter? What is a cover letter before the application? A cover letter is more of a personal way of uh, writing your resume. It's to tell them about how their company and you make a good fit. Here's what I'm going to do to uh, increase your company's goals and income and what I have to offer you. And that way they can get a little bit of an insight into that. There's a lot of different ways of doing that. Um, My personal approach is to write a a letter stating, here's what your company is, here's what I am, this is why we get along together. But there is a difference between needing a job and a career. If you're going for the job, then you're going to do what you need to do to get that done. Where if you're looking for the career part, you're going to invest a lot of time and energy. Um, So one of the questions I always ask the clients, I'm like, you may want a job, but are you willing to go to work? If you want to go to work, then you need to start it before you even put in the application or anything else so that you know about where you're going. Man, I I want to backtrack because I love what you just said. What is the difference between a job in a career. And when I ask that question, Keith, because it shows in your attitude, it shows in your how you come to work, how you act at work, break down the difference between a job and a career. Well, I, I feel a lot of people think that I just want to go get a job. And that's good. However, what they're also wanting to do is go to work. That means you're going to be getting up at 7 o'clock. You may not get home till 7 at night, and you're going to be doing that for the next 20 years. Are you prepared to do that? What are you willing to invest in that? So when they need to change your mindset of, you know, I'm going to get something out of this company. They're going to pay me. I'm going to give them a good product. So when you do that, it helps you understand, and you need to find something. A job is something you may want to do. Whenever you go to work and make a career, it's hopefully something that you have passion for. And if you don't have passion for your job, then you're going to be probably looking over and over again for what you what you want to do. Man, what about the computer training? What I what I love about the con- computer training is what was happening is we was helping people serve them through the job and training institutes. You've talked about interviewing, you were sharing with them about resume writing, and then we were coming across uh, 
institute after institute that people who said, man, I am intimidated by the computer. I have not touched a computer in years or I don't want to touch it. So we started doing a follow up. You know, Wednesdays they will come into the Job and Training Institute, but then that Thursday we will schedule whatever, eight, nine, ten people from that yesterday's workshop to come in, and we're providing them with jump drives and resume writing because people were literally using the same resume for all types of jobs, and they needed to realize you need to change your resume, but there's like how it was hard copy. What's going on in the computer class? What we're wanting to do, and we found out, is that, a lot of the people may have their email address, but it may not be a professional one. It may be something that they do for a lot of other personal issues. And I, one of the things that we don't do is establish one email account for your job searching so you don't mix it all up. Then we're going to take that resume. We're going to help you get it developed, which takes some time for you to know your skills and everything else. While we're doing it, we're teaching a class on what to expect to do? What does need to be on the resume? Well, one of the things that need to be on there is the job description. So you may not need to revamp and redo your total resume, but just maybe up in the top part, which is like the one top one third of the resume, where they you grab that employer's to, uh, attention. You need to get in there and show them why they want to hire you. So that top third needs to be based upon what the job description is. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Father Matter Show with Vance Sims. And today's guest is Keith Root, facilitator for Father Matters. We will hear more from Keith after this. Hi, this is Vance Sims, host of the Father Matters Show. Would you consider partnering with us? Father Matters is a nonprofit ministry that's listener supported and relies on donations and grants. All funds raised go directly to Father Matters Mentoring Programs for Families, which means that your donation will help important projects that service children and families. For more information about partnering with us, log on to fathermatters.org and click the Donate to Father Matters icon. Together, let's build stronger, healthier communities by supporting, encouraging, and enlightening today's fathers and families. Are you in need of family law legal services? Contact fathermatters.org. Our purpose is to provide free legal assistance services to fathers and their families. Remember, you have the right to see your children, and no parent can take that right away from you. Being responsible financially for your children is required by law, but even parents without financial means have the right to see their children. Don't let a legal matter stop you from being an excellent and involved parent. For more information about free family law legal services, log on to fathermatters.org. That's fathermatters.org. And we're back with Keith Root, Job and Training Institute Facilitator for Father Matters. If you're just tuning in, you can catch the top of the show at fathermatters.org. Also, catch the Father Matters Show nationally every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Mountain Standard Time by logging on to blogtalkradio.com or catch our archive shows anytime worldwide at soundcloud.com. And again, April 1st, we will be having our Job and Training Institute. Log on to fathermatters.org to register. 
uh, sign up. Uh, those classes fill up fast every month. I don't know if it's the food or if it's you, Keith. I don't know which one it is, brother. But we, we, we was rolling into the commercial break, and I, I, I want to backtrack a little bit. We was talking about the importance of the computer skills. Share some more about that. You were sharing how we, they can walk away. They, they love walking away with the jump drive because they can change it. And then let's go into different search engines. How do all that tie in? Well, once they get their resume done, then they will be able to have it on a, a flash drive, jump drive, to where they can go anywhere to download it and be able to get it to an employer. I mean, even if you take it to an interview and you forgot your resume, at least if you had your flash drive, you could print it up at the office probably. One of the things is to connect them with the search engines, which there's very many of them. There's, it, it gets so confusing to people looking for jobs. What's a search engine for some Search of engine would be like an Indeed or Jobbing or any of those, uh, the, even the uh, Arizona uh, Jobs Connection, which is, you know, public sites or Goodwill has them as well. So you got so many out there that people don't know where to go to, to put in for their jobs. So by bringing them down a few of them and then letting them know also to go to specific uh, careers to go in there. If you're a truck driver, if you want to be working in warehouses, that you can go to those specific ones as well as using staffing agencies. So by combining that and giving them something concrete without trying to overwhelm them, because not many people have a job where they are resume writers and job searchers. You get forced into being a job searcher um, by losing your job or looking, you need to make more money. So a lot of times when the guys will talk to me, they're like, well, they said, and I'm like, there is no they. If you don't have their name, then let's not go there. But I go, this is just one way of doing it. If you talk to 10 different people, you will have 10 different resumes because they're going to say, this is better and that's better. It's part of you. So... Put in there what you think looks right, and we'll get you a job. So we're going. We're trying to make it so we break down some of the fear and give them very specific things to do to get to the employment field. And we got some that have, you know, if they're in the work furlough program, six eight days to find a job. Mm. So we don't have a lot of time to just give them the perfect way of doing everything. And you know, as I've told them in like a class, I'm like. The only perfect resume is the one that got you the job. Mm. If it gets you a job, it's perfect. I don't care if it's done on cardboard. So we, you know, we focus very hard and very intently on getting things done in a manner that they feel comfortable and confident. And to me, that's the key to getting the job is to be confident in doing it. How important is it to help them set up email accounts? Some of them don't even know. What are some of the email accounts that they can use? Um, using things with their name. You know, you can go to Yahoo, you can go to Gmail, whatever you feel most comfortable with and you know how to navigate it. The thing is, is you don't want to have a re- uh, email site set up that somebody else has the password or this person does this for me. You need to develop that little skill yourself on all it is is knowing you, the account name and the password and ID. So once you can do that, you can start working and taking some classes at learning how to do more and more. But, you know, they will come into our class. We'll break it down to a basic level on that first day, and then they come back so that they can spend some time on developing their best methods of looking for work and getting more things accomplished. And, 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 and Keith, I love this, but, but I know the other side of you, when you're really getting deep 
uh, uh, in some of these workshops. Real quick, let's touch on the importance of your email account and your voicemails. You know, when people register for the Job and Training Institute, when we call them back to let them know that they're coming, you know, having all kinds of crazy music or cussing and just nonsense on your voicemail and then not giving a job uh, 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 with an email account that's just crazy. What? Talk to them about that because you go through that every month. We we go through it, and it, you know it's those getting those email accounts like my daddy baby or beautiful dreamer or whatever it may be. You want them just to know your name and give that professional image. It's the same thing as whenever you have your voicemail going. If it's dropping into some gangster rap or it's you know hey I just want to you know drink a forty. That's what the employer is going to think you are. And they're going to hang up. I would. I believe it's my money. I'm not going to invest it in you in that. And please talk about Facebook, Keith, because people don't realize they're not getting called back. People talk talk about that, Keith. The image that you portray out in the world on the media, social media, which I don't even know how to access my Facebook anymore because I don't want them to. So it's not just you. But it's also your friends that if you're you got your friends sitting around, you know, talking about smoking weed, drinking beer, that's a direct reflection on what you're going to do because you're you're associated with them. So that's what the image you're portraying. So keeping a very professional image and, you know, on your voicemail, if you have something in there, the best thing to say is this is my name. Please leave a message. I'll get back with you as soon as possible. If you give off any other image, you don't know what that employer may or may not want. So let them talk to you. Let them decide once you do that. If you're if you know it's called from an employer, let it go to your voicemail so you can call them back at a more opportune time where you're not getting uh, interrupted. I've had people answer the answer their phone. Excuse me, in the middle of a grocery shopping with their kids. All you're telling me now is that you're too busy to talk to me. And that you may have thought you were doing something by answering the phone, but it's just, you know, at the wrong time. Look, Keith, we get people to come to these workshops. Of course, you know, some of them don't have any skills. That's why they come. Some of them have master's degrees and all that. They just want to tighten up their resume. But what about that, that, that small group of people? And we meet these guys and ladies. They have skills. They have talents. But we know right off the top. And they say, well, I've, I've called this place. I sent out my resume. They haven't called me or they haven't emailed me or... And then we go right but You and I just look right at it and say, these people are not calling you because when I called you, the voicemail was crazy. So on top of that, what other tips real quick in this last one minute outside of having a, a legit voicemail, a legit email? And until you get a job, you better have the most conservative uh, 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 Facebook media stuff that's out there. And even on top of that, the image you portray when you're at the grocery store, when you're going anywhere, when you're looking for that job is that you never know when that opportunity is going to strike, and you don't know what the employer is looking for. So let them assume that you are the most professional person that they can hire and the best for the job because of what you're portraying. You know, looked at your LinkedIn or or keep a professional image out there so that people are wanting to give you a job. You know, like I tell a lot of them, uh, all you are is a potential employee. You know, we get people that come in, they want to identify themselves as a felon or if they may have a family background. And it's not about what you did. It's about who you are. And if 
let's change your approach. You are not, you know, what your barriers may be is not who you are. You're a potential employee, and that's how you have to identify yourself. Keith, thank you for joining me today, man. I appreciate you being here. And once again, April 1st, April 1st, April 1st. Register online at fathermatters.org or give us a call at 602-774-3298. Thank you for listening to the Father Matters show. Send us your questions or comments to info at fathermatters.org. Thank you to my engineer, Jeremy Siegel. See you next week at the same time, same place. Have a safe week. Thank you and God bless.